world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. And the word of the day is impetigo. <laughs> oh, cat scratch fever. You yeah. remember impetigo? Impetigo, yeah. Playing in a sandbox with a cat. <laughs> so it's Gun for Hire Radio, episode 452. Where did you get impetigo? I don't know. It just oh. comes to me. All and right. uh, we're, we're taping this show, and it's going to be a special show. It comes to me. What? <laughs> It's going to be a special show because uh, first segment, I'm going to be discussing news and current events. And the Mm -hmm. second two segments, Sandy and I just got done taking uh, Gun For Hire Urban Revolver 1. We did. I got a blister. My back hurts. (laughs) Okay. I'm... (laughs) Gun was hot. Hot, hot, hot. Let me tell you something. But and my armpit, I have third degree burns under my arm. Yes, you know I'm holding in my hand a you you are a titanium straw <laughs> that was sent to me uh, by uh, Kenneth Edward, a Gun for Hire alumni That's member, great. everything. And uh, I got letters from David Benduri and a few other people. Everybody sent me links from Amazon for these straws. So uh, Monday morning, I'm flying um, from JFK. Oh, no. Yeah, to Las Vegas, oh, McCarran, no. and I'm going to have it on my carry on, like, little uh, pack-safe man purse, and I'm going to see if I can get through customs with this titanium uh, eco-friendly straw. <laughs> I mean... Should be fun. Well, we're going to let you know, and I'll be reporting back on it when I get back from the SHOT Show or the Gulag. The Gulag you want So, the which, whichever one it is. So, now, if you're listening to the show, this is it. Uh, starting Tuesday, the ballots are going to be dropping for Colandro for NRA. So uh, Tuesday through Friday, basically about 1.8 million magazines are going out. And then uh, about 300,000 ballots will be mailed out for people who did not uh, do not get a magazine, a uh, paper magazine, but yet a uh, you know an electronic uh, digital magazine. All right. So please go on the website, Colandro for NRA. And uh, calandrofrenary.com. You can print out brochures. Uh, tell your friends, family, everybody. I really would appreciate it. I also, we will be taping the show next week. And uh, I'll be, Jimmy and I will, will be reporting back from uh, SHOT Show and what has transpired in Virginia on the 20th. Uh, mm. A huge showing on the 13th, the NRA Lobby Day. As a matter of fact, they pulled back a couple of bills like a ban on assault rifles, what so-called assault rifles, etc., so it was a good showing. There's supposed to be a, a monster showing on the 20th, you know. Uh, and it's funny because all of the people that are banning people from bringing guns here, all the anti-gun people, are going to have guns or be protected by guns. By people with guns, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you don't think the world is backwards, I don't know what to tell you. But the world is definitely backwards, so we should, you know. Uh, wake up, people, is all I have to say. We really, really, really need to wake up. So a couple other things. Uh, my buddies in Virginia, the Virginia Shooting Sports Association, says to me, he goes, listen to your show on the way to work this morning. Just wanted to let you know that thousands of us gun owners turned out to the General Assembly yesterday and uh, for the NRA Lobby Rally Day. And he said that... Uh, about 125 people could fit in a committee room due to the size, and there was thousands more outside. All right, the Democrats made it hard to get into the building, uh, that even staff and members had def- difficulty getting in, taking as much as an hour to get through the line due to the new no-guns rule. NRA did a great job getting the word out and representing gun owners in the committee. So uh, it's that's good to hear, but uh, I believe that this is all a plot. There was a great article in National Review a few days ago about how 
uh, the state of New York and New York City is going to lose this case attacking the NRA for our views and trying to take our not-for-profit status away. It was fully funded by Bloomberg. The ACLU signed on to it, and um, it's probably going to get overturned. We're going to sue for damages. But Bloomberg started that two years ago, and now last year he spent a couple hundred million in Virginia because mm-hmm. it's a slap on the face. It's a way to decimate the yeah, NRA sure. members and say, oh, look, the NRA can't do anything for me. Uh, so, you know, Virginia has completely flipped, and uh, who would have thought it would have been worse than New Jersey? So it's, it's really, really bad. But uh, I spent some time talking to this uh, gentleman, Sandy. Remember I spoke a few months ago about this gentleman who gave his uh, a plastic surgeon a bad review, and the plastic surgeon had him red flagged? Yeah. <clears throat> well, his name is Al Conti, and he was red flagged by a doctor who's suing him. <laughs> And they said it wouldn't happen. Huh? Yeah, and uh, they took his few guns away, and the guy is self-funding it, and he's uh, he he's, has a GoFundMe page, and it's a hard one to find. But if you could just uh, if you could just Google Al or Alfred Conti and GoFundMe page, all right, it's a it's a new campaign. It doesn't have an abbreviated um, thing yet. He only raised a few hundred bucks. He's twelve thousand dollars into legal fees already, which is unbelievable. But the doctor's suing him, the doctor's lawyer's involved. The guy's been sued a bunch of times, and the doctor. But all he did was he wasn't wasn't happy with the services, and he gave a bad review, and the doctor turned around and red flagged him because the doctor knew he had guns. So he, he didn't even threaten the doctor? No, he never or? threatened the doctor or anything. So uh, very interesting. Just a bad, right? just a bad social media review. Yeah, correct. So oh. think about that. Weaponizing mm. Yelp and uh, M- what's it, MD? Isn't that what they call it, MD or something like that? Yeah, WebMD. Uh, WebMD. So, yeah, you can give somebody a bad review, and they can have you red flagged. Wow. And uh, We'll probably have them on the show in the future. Um, I'm trying to set that up, but right now with my traveling schedule, it's not that easy. So David Benduri sent me the titanium um, th- uh, thing, and uh, Ken Edward uh, sent me one as well. And uh, let me tell you something. It'll be interesting... Um, to see if I can get through security with that. I, I really am interested to see. I want to be uh, there to watch that. Well, you know what? You don't want to be there with me. No, that's true. I don't want to go to Shot Show. You know, why? I love the Shot Show <laughs> the first day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After that, forget and it. And then I hate it after yeah, that. It's horrible. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now, uh, I got a blister. My gun, my <laughs> revolver was hot. You're hungry. I'm hungry. I need caffeine. I need everything. Uh you know, I love the wheel gun, and uh, Bobby did a real good job Fantastic with job, it. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you, it was a good learning experience for me for tonight, and I'm looking forward to the next two segments when we can discuss it. Uh, if anybody wants me to check anything out at SHOT Show, obviously I'm going to be looking. They're bringing back the Colt Python. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not hand-fitted, but it's it's still pretty good. They're bringing back the Colt Python, and then a 2.5-inch and a 6-inch, uh, only in stainless steel, not blue, yeah. So, uh, which the blue is the, the shit. I own yeah. one in every length, barrel length in the blue, the oh, Colt really? Royal Blue. Yeah, but that's a whole other story from <laughs> way back when. Uh, I know I'm going to be looking at that. I'm also going to be, obviously, doing some politicking out there, so... You know, because I'm running for a board seat again for a three-year term. But uh, Jimmy will be focusing on the highly technical stuff. And we'll, mm. FIMS Manufacturing will be out there, FIMS Rifles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Ficini, a good friend of mine, as well as a bunch of other friends. Uh, Knife Rights is always there. And uh, it'll be interesting to hang out with all those people. I'm only going to be there from uh, Monday morning till Thursday night flying the Red Eye home. Uh, so I'll be back on Friday. But uh, listen... If you always want to go to SHOT Show, forget it. I say this every year. The NRA Annual Meeting, NRAAM.com. This year, Donald J. Trump is the featured speaker, and Kid Rock and Hank Williams Jr. will be the performers there. Wow. And it's all free. Yeah, that's great. It's a great part. Yeah, and it's uh, Nashville, Tennessee. It's not 
the Music you know, City, Vegas, yeah. and you'll love it there. And I'll be there. I believe it's in May or April, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to the. I'm going to Europe a, sometime. April, I think, yeah. yeah, you you would really like that. Uh, great for families. Great for friends. You know, kids and everybody. It's not like the shot show where you have to be 18 or older. So I highly I highly recommend going there. Um, Governor Murphy, by the way, uh, two weeks ago signed a bill into law that uh, inmates get uh, free. Um, College education. That's great. Yeah, that's good. So I, what I'd like is riddle me this. It sucked. I had to pay for mine. Yeah, riddle me this, everybody out there. Uh, send me something that Governor Murphy has done to positively affect or impact law-abiding citizens <laughs> since he's been in office. Not a damn thing, has he? So no. when is the awakening going well, to unless happen? Unless you're an illegal immigrant or a prisoner. ICE is starting to embarrass. New York, New Jersey, and 12 other states because they're making the streets less safer because they keep releasing people before ICE can come yeah, and exercise right. the detainers. In New York, a 92-year-old woman mm -hmm. was raped and murdered on yeah. the street. Mm, yeah. She fell on the street. She couldn't get up. An illegal immigrant who was arrested five times previously and for sexual assault and when ICE and, got and there. his father with, yes. a, with a broken bottle or yes. something. Yes, when ICE got there, New York City had released him mm -hmm. already. Yeah. And he raped and murdered a 92-year-old woman. Right. Did you hear his alibi? No. He said he was trying to help her up, and his pants fell down, and his penis fell in her vagina. No, seriously, come on. Yes. And we have an illegal immigrant in Patterson, the town next to me, that got off on a drunk driving murder because he wasn't given his rights in Spanish. And he said he didn't understand. And the judge agreed with it. And he got off drunk driving and murder. He murdered someone, yeah. Right. Well, we don't have a problem here. And the other one? My Poor John and Luke yeah, Werbeck yeah. that were murdered a year ago. Right, right. Guess what? Half of the evidence is not admissible. What, why? Because, wait, wait, wait. why? Because he was so high when they gave him his Miranda rights verbally, they should have had him sign something that they gave him his Miranda rights. So his confession and everything he said is inadmissible. Are you serious? No. No. This, he killed three people. He killed the gas pumper who was here from right. India, a right. U.S. citizen, right. and he killed John and Luke Warbeck on Luke Warbeck's 17th yeah. birthday. Right. And was John was 50 years old. We're letting people out. We didn't Miranda them in Spanish. We didn't give them the Miranda in written where they can sign for it. Because and he was this, so freaking stoned. Yes. But w wouldn't that be... Uh, I, I, I but our Attorney General and our Governor and Governor Goofball and Governor Doofy Face are all saying that it makes our, our rich immigrant communities, our rich, diverse immigrant communities, it says it makes them safer. It makes us safer. Well, look at this. We got certificates. Bobby oh, just brought us certificates in. Mine says Anthony the OG Calandro, <laughs> Urban Revolver One. Hoo-hoo. This is pretty good. Is that class almost this. done? Okay. Uh, I'd like you to come in first and bring uh, uh, two students. Either uh, bring Al and Big Mike. What do you think? And then we'll get Tony in here with two other students. This is nice. All right. Stop taking a selfie. We're on the air. I don't give a shit. Oh, <laughs> sorry, fans. Love you guys. Love you guys. So listen, this is the shit we have to deal with. We're not allowed to defend ourselves and our family. We're not allowed to do any of that shit. Meanwhile, you got guys, judges letting people. If you got bail reform in New York, people have been arrested and freed six times in six days. A guy robbed six <laughs> banks in six days. They took the judicial part away from the judges, yeah. and the legislators passed the <laughs> decrees that for these crimes you can't have bail. You got to do this. You it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, violence or anything. <laughs> this guy robbed six banks in six days, Sandy. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just. Uh, I know I, what I it's all about. I know it's to make course. our system crumble. It's to get us to yeah. that point. But holy shit, man! Right. When when do we stop taking it, you know? 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know when it gets to the point that we're going to stop taking this shit. I really don't understand it. One, the hits just keep rolling in over and over again. So, guy rapes a 92-year-old woman, arrested multiple times, no ice detainer. They don't hold him for ice. They let him out. You guys got to move down one more. You're you're hogging the seats, you guys. You Al, that's not a that's a seat over there. You got to got to come on over. I I you know these guys, I don't know how they pass the class. I know. Right? They shot next to us. <laughs> I mean, had it. this happened prior to that, Headphones I don't think up. I would have entered the you room. You two guys are going to share that, Mike. Al, come on closer. And uh, so, catch and release revolving door. Now, if you're an illegal, it's even more. Yeah. It's even more. Right. You can do whatever the hell you want. Nobody really gives a shit. Is it's, that what it boils down to? It's the system's upside down, but you, you hit it right on the head. It's it's not by accident that this is happening. No, this it's all it's all a big plan. It's orchestrated. All you Correct. have to do is just read... Anything written by, um, y- you know, uh, <coughs> you t- take it right back to the source, Mao, and, uh, you know, Stalin and Mao. So I was just telling these guys, this uh, one, this illegal immigrant who was arrested five times and released because of bail reform, no ICE retainers or detainers or anything, His his he killed a night, he raped and killed a 92-year-old woman. She fell on the street, she couldn't get up. And he basically said that he was trying to help her up, and his pants fell down, and his penis fell in her vagina, and then she stopped breathing. That so, to me all yeah. The time. And uh, the head of ICE uh, really chastised uh, De Blasio and the police commissioner and everybody, saying that people are you're saying it's to make the city sh- uh, safer, but people are dying because of your Pe- policies yes, people are and not holding people for our detainers right. where they can stay, right. you know, and rot in hell the way they're supposed to. That's how I got banned on Twitter. I and, said, and so I said a pedophile should rot in hell. Somebody reported me on Twitter, and my account got, my account yeah, got yeah, locked. You, you got locked. <laughs> it was hate speech. It was a, he was a convicted pedophile. I said, I hope he rots and dies slowly in prison. Someone reported that. Well, that's and Twitter speech. wants me to verify that it's hate speech, and I won't. I'm doing a James Woods, so therefore I'm locked out of my account. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. It's just the way, you know, It's the, the system's upside down. The whole world is upside down right now. Yes. But, you know, it's it, it's another thing. Bobby, it, it's the same thing, right? I, I, now, law enforcement, you, you lock this guy up. They release him because of an ice detainer, and you meet him in the diner. Yeah, oh, yeah. The next night. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. We, and you're in there with your family. Well, I can't tell you how many times I would end up walking to Willowbrook Mall. And uh, see... Uh, I remember pushing my daughter in the stroller and a guy stopping me and saying, hey, uh, you remember me? Oh, and I'm God. like, yeah. Now, of course, I don't go anywhere without a gun. I had a gun on me, which isn't a problem, but I, now I got my two-year-old daughter in right. the stroller, you know? Right. And I'm like, oh, now that you're starting to play the scenario in your mind. Okay, what am I doing here? You right. Know? And he was just saying, hey, you remember me? Yeah, you locked me up. And he went on his way. But, you know, your antennas go up, man. Cause oh, sure. You know what it is? Like for me, I locked up so many people. Right, yeah. that, and they were they were not. They just remember minor my guys. face, right? Because yeah. I'm the guy who brought right. this. Yeah, you put them in jail for twenty years, life, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't remember them. You right. know what I mean? You start right. to forget them. Some you remember, high profile guys, yeah. but a lot of them you forget. So, people change over time, gain weight, sure. lose weight, right. get older, gray beard. You don't. You don't, somebody could walk right up to you smiling. Yeah, and you're thinking you're running into an old friend, and 100%. they could pull a knife out or something. Yeah, who so. knows? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be on the ball all the time. It's. I'm surprised that New Jersey still allows you retired cops to carry guns, though. You're so, such well, a threat to yeah. society you know, because you might harm a criminal. Oh, that's true. And we really can't have well, that be, well, backward shit. It could be an undocumented criminal. Yeah, that, um, ra- that rapes 92-year-old women. That right? 92-year-old was woman. A, it was, a, look, an honest thing. He tripped, yeah. and his pants fell down. Can you imagine just if that was a family member of yours, right? I know. No. no. Yeah, I, I, I would probably... Oh, Any, absolutely. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't, yeah. We can't even talk about How that. How much time do we have left in a segment? We have uh, another 10 minutes. It's just the first segment? This is. How come it's so long? I don't know. All right, so we got these guys here. Al, you guys are going to share this works. microphone. So, uh, we, <laughs> we have Mike, and we have Al, and we have Bobby Prouse, and we just finished um, Urban Revolver 1, brand new class that uh, Prouse had the idea and him and Tony Bones worked on it. So tell us a, a little bit, guys. Uh, how did it feel to take the class? Mike, was this your 
your first formal class at Gun for Hire? This was, this was my first formal class here, absolutely. And I tell you, I loved it. I loved it. I've had I've had little things here before, you know, with you in the range, and you take your time, you come over, and you've spoke with my children, my wife. It's always been an amazing experience coming here. Um, this this event, it was great. I, I I couldn't have imagined it to go this well. Um, you know, I'm gonna sign up for everything. Oh, I, shit. I I like just him. I just want to keep coming. Um, I wish I loved school back in the day this much because yeah, uh, you know I, I couldn't <laughs> wait to come here I couldn't wait to do this uh, and it was a great experience every time I've been here it's been a great experience thank you isn't it so much different on a line where you have peers to the left or right and instructors behind you there's nothing like nothing worse to shit the bed because your mind right your mind is going 100 miles an hour right when when we first went out there <coughs> I, I I couldn't even keep count he, you know, they're telling me shoot two, then shoot one. Every time I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of rounds, and it just, I, it was the hardest thing to just keep track. I mean, I'm definitely more nervous. You know, when we first walk out there, it's like, oh man, you know, at least I got to go second. You know, I watched everyone else go first, and it, I was like, oh you man, this, this is great, this is great. But, uh, you know, after, after, you know, just going up there the first time, you know, getting the first one down. Everybody's pretty much, oh, you're doing a great job patting you on the back. People are watching. Makes you feel much better. And, you know, once once you start to get that and, you know, everyone's interacting with you, the nervousness is gone. You're paying more attention and you're putting everything together with what they're telling you. And uh, I, wanna I talk, love it. I want to talk about equipment when we come back. And I got we got Al here, too. Now, imagine that with somebody shooting at you. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. So we're back and we're discussing uh, Urban Revolver 1. So Mike, the first thing you notice, like, so you want to talk about 
coming right into it, his holster got delivered here today. <laughs> I received the package. I sent him a picture of the package. All right, because he's so fresh, so new, so hot to do this. So he went in the in the gunsmithing room with Kevin. You know, I don't do tools. I'm like, here, you guys do whatever the hell you want to do. And he set it up. But you notice, like right away, you'll notice your equipment. Uh, you know, like people, you see people having problems with their equipment. We had one guy tonight. What are speed loaders? Right. The, he's a, he's a really cool dude, by the way. Uh, so, uh, but. You you right? Did you did you notice that you have to learn all these things? Yeah, you absolutely. don't just get a carry permit and carry a gun. Like if we we get concealed carry in the next year or two in New Jersey, you see that it's not everybody shouldn't just strap a gun on and carry. They should <laughs> practice, right? A absolutely, absolutely. Just just from just from today, I already feel so much more confident with uh, with the stuff we were doing inside there. Um, I listened to a guy on this radio show who had talked on this show once before and he said, you know, you, that he really liked the speed strips. So I had bought in a bunch of speed strips and I didn't have speed loaders. And then when I started hearing about this course, I had to run out and go get one. But I practiced with the speed strips before at home, you know, several times. So when we were out there and uh, we were supposed to be using the speed loaders, I was more comfortable already with the strips because that's what I've been practicing with. So I just kept kind of trying to keep going with that. But um, everything in here that I just see, it's just practice. I practice, prefer speed practice. strips over uh, speed loaders myself too. Yeah, I just because to hear they're it from you. I'm fat. Yeah, and I just I I like. I, they they lie flat in my pockets. Right, I'm don't just print a, so yeah, much. I'm a little happier with yeah. it. Bobby's skinny, wears a baggy pant. Nobody knows he has them. I wear them. It looks like I'm carrying two like lava rocks in my pocket or something. <laughs> so uh, I it, prefer that. It was definitely easier to get the speed strips out of my pocket than the loader. But as they kept saying in there, whatever works for you. So you know this was working for me. Maybe I could practice the other way, but. This was working for me, so that's what I kept going with. And and a couple of times, you know, I, I dropped a bullet or missed a bullet, and, you know, I just kept going with it. And everyone, same thing, patting you on the back. I seen what you did. Everything worked perfect. Just keep going with it. It was so. You have to let that, you have to do that. Like me, I just, I purposely throw shit down. You'll learn that from training because I was taking classes many, many years ago. The, no putting in, they used to find cops in shootouts, old time uh, cops that the empty brass would be in their pockets because when they qualified they used to catch the brass in their hand put it in a pocket so they wouldn't have to pick it up at the end of the night they say police your brass that's where that term comes from police would pick up their brass so they said no more doing it you're in a firefight you know your life is on the line and you're putting the empty brass spent casings in your pocket because that's how they train. Because that's if you train that way all the time like Bobby says here you're gonna actually do that now Al Speak yes, into the microphone. Al yes. Alonzo has never been on the radio show, Mike. You, you, this was your first class you ever took. He should be pissed off at you because this is his 850th class, and it's the first time he's ever on the radio show. Hey, but I'm ecstatic about being here. I was I was telling everybody when, when Al came into Gun for Hire in Belleville, his daughter was like four, and now how old is she now? She's going to be 30 February 2nd. <laughs> so, yeah, Al's been around a long time. I can't get rid of him. Uh, actually, I think she was about a teenager when you started yeah. coming. You were working seven days a week, remember? Still up. Yeah, well, me too. So uh, <laughs> so this was our first time we had the revolver class, and Bobby's right here. Let's hear some... That's me. Let's hear some input. Well, not my first class, as as you know, but no, again, 500. again, Captain Prowse puts on a very <laughs> eloquently presented and thoroughly tactical class. He covers everything. It's like you mentioned, you only like speed strips. Well, he gave you the reason why to have a speed loader yeah. and a speed strip. Something that really opened. correct. It, you, you hear it All right. with so much stuff that came out tonight that I never. You're not. Even you're not going to go to the mom and pop range and have a man like Captain Prowse here. No. Teaching it, you know, the only other guy that I, that I ever heard about teaching a snub class was I forget his la his first name, the Betancourt, and he doesn't do that anymore. And I'm sure he doesn't have Captain Prowse's background or certifications. And so this this is this is why I come here. You know, I'm I'm 60 years old. I've been tinkering with guns since I was 21. I carried a gun for a while. So when I come somewhere, when I go somewhere, I want to make sure that when I get there, there's actually going to be people there that can teach me something. 
Although you and you were the authority tonight on, you had the zigzag speed loader. You knew yeah, about the magnet yeah, that yeah. goes on the belt, well, and then we had you know this is one thing about the gun community. A couple of people didn't have speed loaders or speed strips, and I was like, what kind of gun? I brought extra, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, exactly. That's, I mean, that's it's always I always yeah. right. I've been saying for years, gun people yeah. are the best people, yeah. and it's that way. I've done I've gone to competitions where. I was like, oh, you forgot your whatever. I'll shoot the first string, you shoot the second string, and you can borrow my stuff, you know? Right. We, we, we'll all right. do that shit. Right. Like gun sure. people. Yeah. Are crane operators the same way? No. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Absolutely not. They usually, they usually <laughs> drop things on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, watch what this... What does that do? So, so Al, uh, if you could have... What, what, what class do you want these guys to come up with next? Is there something well, that yeah, you've been thinking yeah, about? As a, matter, as a matter of fact, I have some... The last class I took Bobby with, on the spot. With, Go ahead. No, the last class I took with Captain Prowse was the uh, Urban uh, Pistol. At that time, Captain Urena was talking about he wanted a Keltec KS7. I have a Keltec KSG that's modified to about three thousand dollars. I want a specific class for those short rack shotguns that are. Uh, uh, What's the verbiage for the uh, bullpup? Yeah, bullpup short stroke shotgun. Those, okay. Th those things are are great. You can get them to shoot the short uh, shells with adapters or whatever. But the killer about that is, is reloading takes a year and a day. I could I could fix that for you. I'll show you how to. Well, okay. There, well, there's the class. There's the class. Get to work. Get cracking. Well, what happens <laughs> is we do run urban shotgun one, one two, yeah, three. I've seen. So that's coming up. I think it's actually next Friday. Uh, you're more than welcome to bring your KSG there. I own actually a KSG and a KS7. And the reason I I buy the guns is for that reason, right? I know students are going to want to run it. This is mm -hmm. how he justifies and the purchase. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I get a... Oh, honey, I, I need this for work. <laughs> exactly. When I get something new like that, like the KSG was kind of new to me. So I spent hours, hours with dummy rounds just perfecting reloads on it. And I think I have it down to a pretty good science now. There's two tubes, so there's two different ways you have to transition to do it, mm -hmm. but it's very doable. So see what right. goes on, on here. Down. Yeah, yeah. 24/7. Right. He's he, people. I I love my job. I really do. I'm telling you, gun people are the best people. So Al, you uh you got it. He's gonna come up with something for you, so we can kick your ass in that platform. Mike, swing that mic over. Uh, what what do you? Uh, good, Al. You can keep talking. You guys I, can share. I the will mic. definitely be in that class. Okay. What 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 do you what are you gonna take next now? I got the KSG too, so I'll just come to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a KSG. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to the shot show. I'm Jimmy and I are flying out uh, Monday morning, and I was just saying on the show, like you guys that are gun guys, you really the shot show is is too much. It's more of an industry show. But like the NRA annual meeting is in Nashville this year, and Trump will be there speaking again. Hank Williams Jr. will be there. Kid Rock will be there. But that show is designed for y especially you, Mike. Like you. You could take your kids, and it's a family thing. There's no charge for admission. You can go to show, and all of those performers perform on the street in, in Nashville, uh, so it's no money to, to pay. But you can go to all of the booths and talk to the people that sell. what they Who they have work in the booths at those shows are like the local gun store retail people. So they're used to talking to you and me you know, about that. When you go to SHOT Show, somebody's looking to write an order. All right, how many right. Glock 19 Genera 5s do you want? 200, yeah, 150, yeah. Yeah, you know, how, how many, many pallets of ammo? It's a completely different dynamic, you know. But maybe not this year, but the year after, you got to go on the NRA's website and see when the – you'd, you'd love it. I mean, you really love it. They have a lot of different entertainment options for families and everything. And it's the safest place around for uh, five days. There's 90,000 <laughs> people armed. That's why it's never been in New Jersey. Yeah. But uh, so the next, you know, the, pretty soon, though, you guys, well, Mike, you'll be taking classes. we got to get on your knees and get up and everything, just so you know. it's. Uh, uh, it's it. This was in the, a pretty moderate one, even though I got a blister and my gun was really hot. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm the only one here that doesn't have to clean my gun. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> well, if you remember, you don't have to clean your gun. That's true, but I, I gave my gun to Jimmy to clean. You know, you know, we uh, we had to take a photo out there, and and uh, I had to get down on my knee out there because I felt like I was one of the, the younger people in there. I, I didn't want to, though, you know. I, but I kind of felt like I had to. So in the next, in the, the higher up courses, that's when you start having to 
get down on your knee yeah, and we, hide behind the barricade door. shooting. We start amping it up pretty pretty much. So yeah, you know, you'll find yourself laying down on your back, you know. Any position you could end up in in the real world, that's where you'll be you'll be shooting from. I'll so. come as a, uh, an observer. And, and that's well, about it. So Sandy and I took the class tonight, yeah. and Sandy had a problem with his gun. Yeah. He uh, he had a Ruger LCR, LCR yeah. and the grip was so fat it wasn't allowing the, the rounds to eject properly from the cylinder, and the speed loader was cocked going into it. So in the real world, just take a knife and trim that shit off, yeah. you know, right then and there and ruin trim the gun. Tool, take some yeah. Yeah. You know, like the advice I gave, and I think Al had it, and it's good he's in here. Uh, same thing, his speed loaders just weren't fit and flush, and that was because of the grip that was put on the gun. So, you know, you have to remember something. All these aftermarket things are great, but test them. You know, make sure you right. put that new grip on, like I said in the class. Make sure your speed loader fits in. Get some dummy rounds, stick it in the speed, lo uh, speed loader. Make sure it gets in the gun. Because if it's not, you probably want to get rid of that grip. You know, right. uh, <clears throat> again, even tonight, left-handed trying to get that cylinder out. We yeah. learned on LCR that was tough. That right? was even tough, for right? me, that button yeah. was that was rough. That was a stiff button on your. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Well, right? That gun's never been fired before tonight. Right. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I go in a gun store and I'm going to buy a new gun. I, I bet you guys all look for that now, right? You'll switch oh, over to your left sure. hand and say, "Hey, can right. I manipulate this from right. left side?" right side right yeah. before we make the purchase so yeah listen you come to these classes and that's what it's all about you see what works what doesn't work and like tony and i always say look there's no absolutes i'm not i hate going to a course one thing i hate and the instructor says this is the only way this is the only yeah, way right that's a crock of shit it's not the only way right there's no absolutes there's going to be different things that work for different people right body types uh you know, age, what are your capabilities? Right, yeah. Sure. Yeah. right. So what you do is you find a method that's gonna work for you and because it's a perishable skill, you practice that method, right? So tonight we had Anthony in there and right, what happens we, I, we can all see where what happens with ingrained memory, right? Right. He's not on a gun every day. Right. But he Oh drive a desk. Killed that course. Killed it, right? Because yeah. you could see it's starting to come back. That ingrained memory starts putting you right back in the box again. And that's what you're looking for. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Finally, thank Al. You. Yeah. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio, where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. 
As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. <clears throat> I was showing the guys my titanium straw. Al came back for segment three, and uh, Thomas Giordano, another one of our instructors who took the Urban Revolver class tonight. Tonight was antique night, okay? <laughs> we... Okay, we've run urban pistol, rifle, wait, shotgun, wait, are carbine. You, wait, are this you talking thing. about the us. guns used or us? Us. <laughs> so, so when these guys, Tom Tom Giordano's a retired officer, uh, gun lover, uh, extremely intelligent. He handles about eighty-five to ninety percent of our one-on-one -on -one instruction. Probably ninety-five percent of our one-on-one -on -one instruction, and he handles about seventy-five percent of our NRA basic classes across the board and uh he's he's phenomenal level-headed uh very intelligent and so we we get this revolver class that they finally come up with this urban revolver and i see al alonzo's the first person to register for the class online <laughs> and i'm like bingo we got him i knew you know because he loves revolvers and then i told jimmy that sandy and i were going to take and jimmy's like well i want tom jordano to take i'm like are you discriminating jimmy <laughs> what, you know because me and sandy said we're going to take it and all of a sudden you threw tom jordano in there too what what, what are you trying to say okay uh, so you took the class. Uh, what'd you think? <clears> oh, <throat> it was excellent, excellent. It's been a lot of years since I fired a revolver in a tactical course, and uh, brought when back a lot of good memories. When you came on, revolvers were oh yeah standard issue, revolvers, right? People don't realize. I mean, he's not retired fifty years. Right. You he's know how many years he retired? Sixteen. He, oh, he's retired sixteen years, but people don't realize that there's still actually some departments that are still trans. New York City just. The last five or six guys uh, got rid of their wheel guns last year. Really? That's yeah. right. Yeah, the last five or six guys. People don't realize it's Did not they that long ago. They yeah, they mandated it. These guys didn't want to give them up. These were guys that had like 40 years on a job, yeah. and they hadn't Why aged change? out at right. 65 yet. They didn't want to go through the whole rigmarole. They, they went from revolver they missed the entire smith and wesson transition and then it went to the glock transition <laughs> Holy crap. you know so that's how long they're carrying their wheel guns so al you yeah. i prefer i know they're all talking about ammo capacity i but i find that when i had my carry permit i carried my five shot revolver a lot more than i did a semi-auto how do you how do you feel about that when i when i was a young man and i carried in the early 80s, uh, that's basically what everybody had. It wasn't until the mid-80s when you had a uh, lethal weapon come out and everybody had to run out and get that 15-shot Beretta. Then after they ran out and got the 15-shot Beretta, they found out that they didn't know how to work it. Mm -hmm. And they were better off carrying the revolver that they were familiar with. So I mean, you hear our instructor's perspective, multiple bad guys, this thing. I look at it more of like as a personal thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm in Florida and I'm carrying a gun, if I have a five-shot revolver and I have two speed strips with 12 rounds, that's 17 rounds. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in a encounter in a mall parking lot or something, I feel like that's better than nothing. Because mm -hmm. the, the chances of me carrying a full-size semi-auto with two magazines is slim to none. Yeah, yeah and, and, and not only, it's, it's the common things, common thing uh, is that do and use what you're better at. What good is having a 15-shot magazine if you can't manipulate it, if you can't do a tactical reload or a speed reload, but you can work your revolver faster yeah, well, and more yeah. accurately? What, what good is it? You, you might know, as well you might as well throw the gun at them. See, but it's not only that, right. Tom. But what I find is, though, to me, it's just too much shit to carry. <laughs> I would carry my revolver in my front pocket yeah. and the speed strips in the other front yeah. pocket, and, like, I'm good to go. You know, had, did you carry a revolver off duty even when they had you have semi-autos? Yes. Right, you you found it comfortable. I wish somebody would make a six shot again, like a chief special. I, I know, yeah. You know, yeah. everybody makes a five shot uh, revolver. I'd rather have a six shot revolver. I think Colt is coming out with some Kimber's, small frame. Kimber's, Kimber's, yeah, the KS6 is a six shot. How much is that gun? Oh well. 
That gun's what, two grand? Uh, you can get the low end for about 12. And it's <laughs> heavy. You know, it's, it's where, all, where it's you all can get steel. A, I know, but you can get an LCR or you can yeah. get a Smith & Wesson 442 Airweight or something yeah. for 500 bucks, 400 You can get a used one for 350 right, Tom? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at it from that aspect. So did you enjoy the class, Tom? I got a blister. How about you? I no, I'm fine. My trigger I'm fine. Finger. Yeah. I think the gun they gave me, the loaner gun, had a bar or something this on the, the trigger. This is the second time he's mentioned his blister. Yeah, I got a blister. If I knew a doctor, I could show it to him. But I, I, <laughs> I knew a real doctor, not a crank. <laughs> he gave me a prescription for Impetigo. <laughs> oh, get with the Impetigo. Okay, I gave him a prescription for Impetigo. Where did you get Impetigo. this Impetigo from? So, because hmm. I, I think, guys, 38 plus P out of a wheel gun is, yeah. I think it's a formidable round. Yeah, and you'll also be able to control it better than it, like, my snub nose tonight was a 357. Half half the shots I took were 38s, half were 357. I know, now I heard I, them. Now I know the next time I come to bring only 38s. <laughs> <laughs> that 357 gets tired, doesn't it? It was, <laughs> a, it was a pretty good dynamic course. We shot, we shot strong hand, and yeah. then we shot support hand. Yeah. We, we transitioned, uh, reloading. Reloading. The gun between your legs. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they, they put the fire on. It was two relays. I was yeah. a number one. You guys were number two? Yes. Right? So we, we switched off and on, but it keeps it moving, and everybody had a great time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I can shoot just as well righty or lefty, thank God, because I'm a student of Masada Ayub, and he said you should practice just as much with either hand. So that wasn't a big problem for me. I, you know, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. What about you, Al? Uh, How are you, uh, support hand? Support hand, I'm not that good. I, I, took, I took the Masada Ayub class here also. And I, I know I'm not that good. I, Practice I, I know, more. I know I'm. I myself personally, I know I'm better with a medium or a large frame pistol because that's what I've been doing the most lately. That fits your hand better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. See, I and you know I shoot better one hand than I do two hands. I do too. Okay. I don't that's because we were bullseye shooters. Yeah. I think people concentrate more on the sights with one hand. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. thought about I that never perspective. Thought about that. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. When you have two hands, yeah. you, you just you assume that you're on it and you and you squeeze the trigger. But the reloads were really good. I, again, I prefer speed strip over speed loader. A little slower, but they're mm -hmm. flat in my pocket. What do you prefer, Tom? Well. I was there before the age of speed loaders. On dump pouches. <laughs> we had dump pouches, yeah. and then we went out to speed strips, and then we went to speed loaders. I think speed loaders, I think, are a little easier for me to manipulate, mm -hmm. but they're kind of bulky in the pocket. So mm. if you're carrying, you know, wearing a tight pair of pants or whatever, better off with the speed strips. I'm yeah. telling you, when I had my carry permit, I used to carry a five-shot air weight with two speed strips, mm. and it's like not even carrying a gun. Yeah. In, in back in the 80s at one time Bianchi used to make the dump pouches that would take the speed strips yes yes, yes I remember mm -hmm. those Bianchi also made a plastic frame that you took the grips off your model like 36 and you replaced it with this frame with the grips and it held five bullets in it it was injection molded and it fit in your back pocket and oh, it really? printed like a wallet and you could pull it out and shoot it two hands and you actually had five extra bullets wow. on on the framework yeah. of it i had one i had one and i i played around with it i just didn't like it was so rigid in the back pocket yeah. you know yeah. the plastic frame and then i just went to a, a a pocket wallet a holster wallet yeah and i was fine with that after that i don't know i just have a thing for wheel guns i have a lou horton j flame in the back that i bought many years ago and it has hot rod flames uh, etched, etched into it, and someday if we ever get carry in New Jersey again, that's the gun I'm going to carry. And I think another advantage of the revolver is if you have a shooter that isn't really a shooter, like a new student or a new, and you know they're not going to practice very often, then a revolver is a good, simple gun mm. for home defense. It's about as idiot-proof as you right. can get. Yeah. Right, Al? I believe well, that. Also, with a revolver, you'll learn how to squeeze the trigger on a pistol better. Because oh, yeah. the revolver has that higher poundage in the trigger pull and long so linear trigger. Exactly. Yes, yeah, long. You know what I, I, I know what I uh, compare it to? It's like how baseball players 
when they go up to bat, they put the donut on and they practice swing. Uh, a revolver, dry firing revolver, and then going to a semi-auto, oh, yeah. something with right. a short reset right. trigger, Butter. you crush right. it. Right. You know, yeah. you're building that finger yeah. up. And again, the re- a revolver is a good option for people that don't have the upper body strength to uh, rack a slide back. Tom mm-hmm. comes into that. Tom, we just got two of the easy slide guns. Nine in. millimeter. Yeah, we had one in three eighty. Yeah, what's the cat? What's what are we? What what? Who makes it? Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson easy. Smith and yeah. Wesson easy. We have three eighty and a nine millimeter now. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how the frame doesn't crack, gentlemen. The slide, the slide. Does it really come back easy? Yeah, very easy. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know what the some, what their buffer system is in it or whatever, but because I've for my wife because she can't wreck it. Yeah, well, bring her in. Let her try to three, not the three eighty, the nine. I used to tell people if you're going to carry a three eighty, carry a big one, so when you run out of ammo, you can throw it at the person while yeah, you're running. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not a three eighty person. Yeah. I'd rather have a twenty two uh, Magnum than a three eighty. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I have a North American Arms five shot twenty two Magnum. I wouldn't want to. Well, I always had visions of like getting a pedophile and shooting him in the gut with a twenty two Magnum at close range through all his intestine, and then just leave him there to go septic. Yeah, well, you, you know what they say about people that get shot in the stomach. What? They all live to tell about it. So just continue shooting. That's yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather him go that, untreated. That's true. Yeah. They all live to tell about it. I'd rather I'd rather him go untreated. <laughs> let him get septic and gangrene or whatever the hell it is. Keep him in your basement for a while. Yeah, and let him die. Well, not my basement, but somebody else's. Somebody else's. else's They're like yeah. the bleachers. Chain them to the electric water. bleachers. No waiting. Thirty at a time, baby. Scoot. No waiting. Yeah. I'm telling you. Not Are you ever going to get to an NRA annual meeting, Al? Uh, I want to go to the anniversary annual meeting. What, next year? That's it, 150 it, it, years, yeah. right? Is it next year or the year after? Uh, this year is 149, so it's next year. Where is that next year? I'm looking it up. Uh, Houston, Texas. Then Louisville, Kentucky. Then Indianapolis, Indiana. Then Dallas, Texas. Then Atlanta, Georgia. That's How all the way out to 2025. It's never in Trenton, New Jersey for some reason. Uh, They're not going to come to Trenton. No, good God. No, me. the last time they were this close, they were in Philly in 1999. Philadelphia, next to the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Al, I just sent you the dates, so you have them for all the years going out. But next year, Tom, you should go, too. You should bring your wife. She would love it. Tom's wife shoots. Tom's wife can cook, too. So can Tom. They bring in different food all the time when they come in. So, Al, what's your favorite gun? Since you're Gun for Hire alumni for so long and you own a few, I did air quotes when I said that. Yeah, my wife doesn't listen to the show, so I can say. <laughs> but what's your f- <laughs> what's your favorite gun? My fa- my favorite gun right now is the uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Wilson Combat Beretta 92. Boy, that's a beautiful gun. Holy shit, that's a beautiful and they, gun. And there's there's like four different models now. Now they make the Vertec straight back strap, the curved back strap, and compact models. See, I'm, I was always big on compact. You know, I used to like the Beretta 96. I like the 40 cal, too. But mm-hmm. the 40 cal is like 357 SIG. It's not for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. very snappy. Yeah, th- those and 357 SIG and 40, not recommended for the novice shooter. Right, Tom? I agree. I carry 40. Yeah, but but, but you can hit. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying yeah. is a lot of police departments went to 40. Now they're switching back to 9. Because qualification rates drop. Well, not only that, the guns don't last as long. Yeah. The higher pressure cartridge, yeah. they wear out faster. Correct. Are you how many Air Marshal's guns in 357 SIG we've seen with cracked frames? Because they qualify. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, they qualify six times a year, every two months. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the pressure from 357 SIG, it's so snappy, and the frames start to crack. Wow. Yep. And it's not a cheap round either. It's, no. It, it's, 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 it's not cheap, and it's hard to find. You know, we've talked about this yeah. on the show many times before. People are like, I got a great deal. I bought a Glock in 357 SIG for 200 bucks. I'm like, yeah. did you look at the price of ammo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, They're like, right. uh, no. I'm yeah. like, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, the guy you bought it from was a federal air marshal. Right. He and he got a case free. of ammo every two weeks <laughs> to qualify and bring to the range and practice. Yeah. You have to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and right. buy that. Ugh. What about you, Tom? What's your favorite gun? I'm more of a rifle person than a handgun person. Long gun person. guy. Well, there's Long nothing wrong with that. But for handgun, I would say uh, I have a Smith & Wesson core pistol in 40. Nice gun. Enjoy, with a red dot sight, which is nice for those of us who are getting a little older. Yep. And I have the uh, Sig P320. I fell in love with that gun with that's the red a, dot as well. That's a great gun. 
That really is a great guy. Ali, you a Glock guy? I have one Glock. Which one? I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a Glock tart, as they say. <laughs> my tart. my my theory <laughs> on on handguns, especially pistols, and teaching, like everybody says, oh, the biggest safety is the one between your ears. Yeah, that's all well and true if you're an experienced person and you're a knowledgeable person. But when you hand that gun to a novice, the biggest safety is not between their ears. The biggest safety is that lever that's going to render that gun inoperable. So that's why I'm not a big Glock fan. I have a Glock 21 and 45. That's a real gun. Yeah. What's the What was the Glock in 10 millimeter? Was that 22? That's a 20. 20. Oh, boom! I shot that monster before. Now I I resisted Glocks for years because I'm old school and I got into guns that were two. I love two tone guns. Any kind of 1911 variant or whatever that's two tone, uh, it, I I fall for it. <coughs> and when Glocks first came out, Gun for Hire was in its infancy in the early 90s. And what had happened was people started coming in saying, I'm thinking about buying Glock, or they had a Glock already, and they wanted to take a lesson, so I had to bite the bullet, for lack of a better term. And then I was like, wow, the safe action trigger is, is really nice. It's easy to disassemble. It's easy to reassemble. So do I love them? No, it's our number one renting gun here, and then second would be the AR platform gun. Uh, 90% of the young people that come in here don't even know what a wheel gun is. That's right. <laughs> they look at it and go, ooh, ooh, and if I say it's what John Wayne used to carry, then they don't know what I'm talking about with John Wayne, and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm... Who's that? Who's that? I'm done. Yeah, it's you time know. to go. Yeah, Bianca that works here. The other day, I brought two people back. I said, Bianca, this is... Uh, uh, n- n- what, what was their, what was the names from the honeymooners? Ed Norton and uh, Jackie Ralph Cramden. Ralph Cramden. I said, "This is Ed Norton and Ralph Cramden." She goes, "Oh, okay, Mr. Cramden. How are you?" I'm like, <laughs> Shit. Yep. How old are you again, Bianca? Oh, 23. Yep. I open <laughs> mouth, insert foot. She doesn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. So we make uh, we make remarks like that, and we realize how old we're getting. Yeah. So Al, what kind of knife you carrying? Today, none. I usually yeah. carry a, uh, oh, it's a bad blood knife with the worn cliff blade. That that knife has been on the cover of like a half a dozen magazines. I know it well. What are you carrying, Tom? No knife? Right now, none. Nothing. Yeah, I don't have a knife either with me. Mine's in my desk right now. But uh, I'm looking forward to the Blade Show in Atlanta. We go every year, me and Chooch over there <laughs> and Sivan. Uh, you know, there's another show. There's the USN knife show, U.S. knife show. It's Labor Day weekend in Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's one of these by invitation only. Oh. I heard about it down at NRA annual meeting, and I asked Doug from Knife Rights if I could get an invitation. <laughs> he said he's going to let me know. But they have it at, right at Planet Hollywood, and it's uh, Does Nathan go? Knife show. No. Well, maybe. Uh, I don't might. know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I know Doug and Sue Ritter are there, and Todd Rathner, their lobbyist, and, oh, and Doug, a board Doug, member yeah, is there. Obviously, yeah, here we go. <coughs> so, I mean, I hate Vegas, but I'd go for uh, a knife for that, shop. Yeah. I love knives. Because Vegas is a so much. But I like knives. I could carry a $10 Schrade. You know, like, I really don't care. Yeah. I, when I rotate <laughs> through my knives, I, I just pick up whatever I think is pretty. Al, i got to tell you, um, Tom has been a huge... Uh, part of our gun for hire growth since we opened you know we he he runs all the classes like i don't he said it and forget it you know people coming in and out all day and he 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 loves what he does and i love that he's here and we've never heard anything negative about him but i also want to take a moment to uh thank you because you've been a gun for hire alumni and supporter so long al is one of these guys that will uh send me a message or an email after a show with feedback or or whatever or if i need information he'll send me the link he's one of those core people that uh he's a great resource to have and it's one of the reasons why i'm so excited that ultimately next store will be done because it's not only going to be a gun range it's going to be a meeting place and i'd love to have like after a class like this go next door or decompress and you know just chill out and other people can come and we can all share our stories and if uh, like standing in a gun store but yeah. instead sitting yeah. down in a nice living area so yeah. i want to thank both of you for helping make this experiment uh called gun for hire such a great thing 
Al, thank you so much for everything. You're welcome, my brother. Thank you. And Thomas, thank you for being one of the best instructors ever after me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Calandro for NRA, Calandro for NRA.com. The ballots hit the mail. You're going to get your magazine next week between the 21st and 26th. 1.8 million are going out. Another 300,000 are being mailed if you get your magazine digitally. Vote Anthony Calandro. Find me on there, please. I'd like to get on for another three-year term. I served one year. Three more years would really be great. I got some good ideas, and I'll be protected with the three years there. But that's another story. Uh, so we have Urban Pistol 1, 2, and 3 coming up. Urban Carbine 1, 2, and 3 coming up. Holster Draw, March 6th. Urban Rifle 1, uh, March 14th. That's the long-distance shoot. Uh, Tom goes with Jimmy. They shoot out at uh, 1,500 yards or something. But it involves math, so Anthony doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, I'm handing it over to you. Thank you all for all the love and support. Have a nice day. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Kinetic Media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Each one, reach one. Hey, take this revolver, folks. It's pretty good. I got a blister. Impotato. Ha, ha, ha.